0: Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the five-minute clinical consult series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME-CE credit. Mike H. is a 52-year-old patient with type 2 diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, obesity, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and mild asthma. He hasn't been to see you for over a year due to the pandemic, but did get his labs that you ordered last week prior to coming in for today. His CBC looks good, his A1C is 7.2, and his AST and ALT are at the upper limits of normal. You notice that he's due for his annual retinal exam and that he's also due for testing and screening for peripheral retinopathy. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today to talk about diabetic peripheral neuropathy is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and founding chairman from the Department of Family Medicine at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, Bay State, in Springfield, Massachusetts. Hi, Bob.
1: Good morning, Frank. It's really great to be discussing this topic, and I and I have to say uh, I am impressed that uh, this gentleman has been able to do as well with his control uh, despite uh, not being uh, in with all the things going on uh, this this past year. I'm pretty clear. I get their annual retinal exams. Uh, you know that got that, that down. a uh, problem. I do tend to forget about the peripheral neuropathy. You said he's due for screening. What what are the what are the recommendations for for for, for diabetic uh, to be screened for peripheral neuropathy?
0: Well, you know, um, I I find um, some things we do, we do because the little thing bleeps on our electronic medical record. Some things we believe strongly in. Uh, It's a very strange world um, that we live in because sometimes there's not always a strong rationale for doing the things that we do because we we think we have to do them, diabetic peripheral neuropathy is one of those things that sits in the gray box in my mind. Um, So in 2017, the American Diabetes Association said that uh, diabetic neuropathies are among the most prevalent chronic complications of diabetes and that it's not a single condition, but it's quite heterogeneous. Um, They also remind us that diabetic uh, neuropathy is a diagnosis of exclusion. It's not something that you make a definitive diagnosis of, even with nerve biopsy. Um, They remind us that uh, up to 50% of diabetic neuropathies are asymptomatic, meaning the patients don't recognize that they're having some loss of function. That makes it a good candidate for screening when something's so common, because the prevalence is so high, testing then can help identify it. So that's what the ADA recommends, and, and they recommend um, probably a lot more than what most of us are doing. They recommend that you start, um, uh, you examine both feet, you know, both physically, you check for peripheral pulses, capillary refill, and then you want to evaluate their sensory function starting distally and moving proxim- proximally. And they say first, do either a test of temperature or a pinprick test as these check, small fiber function, and then do vibratory function testing uh, with a tuning fork, um, 128 hertz tuning fork, because this tests for large fiber function, and then do the 10-gram monofilament testing to assess whether they've got light touch. I don't know about you, but that's a lot more than what I was aware we were supposed to be doing. I will typically put... The end of the tuning fork on the distal aspect of the first MTP and, uh, of, the, of the first metatarsal, and say, you know, how does that feel? And if they say cold, I think okay. And then I, I bang the tuning force, and if they feel vibratory sense, that's great. I'm not a big fan of monom filament testing because its sensitivity is extremely low. And, and uh, more often than not, if it's positive, if they don't have the sense of light touch, it's possibly be due to a callus on the foot or their foot's cold or whatever. So I've never been a big fan of monofilament testing. And what was nice is that this, this past year, we had a, a large systematic review and meta-analysis look at the efficacy of monofilament testing.
1: Well, that that is good to hear because I do the same thing. I mean, quite frankly, we're looking for sensory deficits so that uh, patients aren't uh, ending up with unknown, um, you know, lesions or infections in their feet and their toes. And I usually spend most of my time telling them to check their feet every day as right. opposed to doing this in my office. So, so uh, you know, um, how effective is monofilament testing? Then Does this study help us?
0: Well, all right, so I'm gonna go into a place that makes some of us crazy. Um, so this was a, a meta-analysis, 19 studies, looking at the efficacy of, of monofilament testing. And they eight of the of the studies included used nerve conduction studies as a gold standard. So really a great gold standard. And they found that the sensitivity of monofilament testing for the detection of peripheral neuropathy was about 53%. The specificity was about Eighty-eight percent, and I know, I know those are terms that make us all crazy, <laughs>
1: right? Well, they don't make me crazy, but I cringe. So, is this good or bad? What does it mean?
0: All right. Well, when I when I when I talk to my learners about sensitivity and specificity, these are functions of the machine. They're not functions of the patient or the disease. They're functions of how good the machine is. So, uh, sensitivity talks about Um, if the patient has the condition, how often does the test pick it up? Okay, so in this case, only 53 percent of the time, meaning 47 percent of the people with diabetic peripheral neuropathy will have a normal test. So I'm going to cheat a little bit here. This is a 50-50. I might flip a coin, but go ahead. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So if it's if the test is positive, you know, if the person has disease. But here's the interesting thing. When you see a patient, you don't know whether they have the disease or not. You do the test, all right? So now specificity is 88%. All right, so specificity is when patients don't have disease, how often is the test negative? Well, it's it's negative 88% of the time, but it still means 12% of the time it doesn't clearly identify patients without disease. So um, what this tells me is that if we're going to be screening our patients for diabetic peripheral neuropathy, we need to be pretty smart we need to check for temperature, we need to figure for light touch, we need to test for pin prick, and we need to test for vibratory sense. And that means not just monofilament testing for, for uh, light touch. It means you've got to do vibratory testing, you've got to do temperature testing, and you have to do pinprick testing. And even though only monofilament testing is the one that get counts, if you will, towards your quality scores, we probably need to do a better job looking because this is a fairly prevalent condition. Think about it. You know, according to the ADA, 50% of patients without symptoms have already established peripheral neuropathies from their diabetes. So I, I, what, I, uh, what I found from this study is that um, we need to do monofilament testing. I need to do it if for no other reason to check that box, but we need to do it in conjunction with a set of other tests.
1: All right, this is helpful. Thank you, Frank. I mean, and of course, you know, diabetic peripheral neuropathy is, is the number one cause of amputations in this country. So, yeah, you know, we really are looking at significant, uh, you know, problems downstream, so we want to be on top of this. Um, this is helpful. I'll, I'll spend a little more time trying to get a little more facile at using those filaments, thanks.
0: Yep, yep. Bring your monofilaments. Um, if you don't have a 125 hertz tuning fork, get one of those for each of your exam rooms. To have the patients take off their socks and shoes, look at their feet, um, make sure they understand that you're concerned about this. You want them to, to have all their all their appendages Um, I, I, I I truly believe knowing now that over half the time people have the neuropathy and are unaware of it means that I need to do a much better job, uh, of looking closely. Thanks, Bob. Thank
1: you, Frank. Appreciate you bringing this forward.
0: Practice pointer. When performing a screening exam on your diabetic patient's feet, use a variety of modalities, monofilament testing, vibratory sense testing, and pinprick and temperature testing to evaluate for the presence of peripheral neuropathy. Join us next time when we talk about the best approach with treating upper respiratory tract infections in the primary care office. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast and see you next week.